Hi, this is Dave Kale, and today we're going to be talking about Part 5, the five most common mistakes salespeople make, and this is the fifth mistake, most common mistake, that we're going to be talking about. And again, you know, over the decades that I've been involved in sales, I have worked with tens of thousands of salespeople, and I have noticed that certain habits, negative habits, keep popping up to the surface, and they're very, very common. And I've uh, consolidated them into what I call the five most common mistakes salespeople make. This is number five. So the fifth most common mistake salespeople make is this, quote, no investment in themselves. No investment in themselves. You know, we understand that uh, it constantly investing in yourself is a best practices, a best practice of the of the very best performers in every industry. There's there's not there's not a profession in the world that just allows people into the profession and then expects that they will never improve and will never invest in themselves. Every every profession in the world has an expectation for a minimum level of competency in order to get into the profession and then after they're in the profession an expectation that they will forever work at improving themselves once once you get into a job or profession that's just the beginning from then on out you're if you if you're going to be at all professional you're just expected to continue to improve yourself. I mean, here's a great example of this principle, and that's this. My my youngest daughter, uh, when she graduated from high school, wanted to be an EMT, so we sent her to EMT school, and she went through and uh, you know the the classes and so on. It came time to be certified, so she had to pass a practical exam, in which you know she had to take blood pressure and pulse rates and things like that to prove that she could do it and then she had to pass a computerized exam to prove that she knew it and so after she had completed both those exams the computerized exam the test results went off uh, somewhere and we waited to get the results and a couple weeks later we got we got the envelope in the mail you know it said congratulations you have become certified as a basic EMT. Now, basic is uh, the lowest rung of the job. It's an entry-level position. It probably pays a minimum wage. And uh, a basic EMT really can't really touch anyone. They're just sort of gophers in the background, you know, until they, until they take more training. But what's interesting was this. In the letter that came for this EMT position, again, a minimum wage, entry-level job. It said this, you know, congratulations, you're now certified as a basic EMT. And then it said, as you know, over the next two years, you must find, enroll in, successfully complete, and document to our satisfaction 30 hours of continuous improvement training and if you do not on your own find enroll in successfully complete and document 30 hours of continuous improvement training we will 
invalidate your certificate. You will no longer be licensed as a basic EMT. Now that's what was expected of an entry-level minimum wage job. I suspect if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably making more than minimum wage and you got more than just a basic entry-level job, and yet the expectations aren't nearly as robust for you as they are for a minimum wage EMT. Isn't that amazing? You know, every every profession in the world has an expectation that the, the practitioners of that profession will meet some minimum standard to get in, like my daughter, and then forever improve themselves because that's what professionals do. That's, that's, uh, that's an expectation for every profession, except one. There's one exception, and that is the profession of professional sales, where for some reason a lot of people think they can get by without ever improving themselves. Here's an amazing observation. No more than 5% of active full-time professional salespeople ever invest in their own growth and improvement. Very specifically, that means that, again, from my personal anecdotal experience, take any 20 salespeople, randomly select 20 salespeople, and poll them, and you will discover that only one of those 20 salespeople has spent $25 of their own money on their own improvement. You know, only one in 20 bought a book on sales or subscribed to a newsletter or, or took a sales course or attended a sales seminar, you know, on their own, just because they wanted to improve and get better at their profession. Only one in 20. Isn't that amazing? You know, if you, if you think that's not accurate, then I would suggest you uh, take your own poll and see how many salespeople out of 20 have invested $25 of their own money on their own improvement. The, the unfortunate answer is very, very, very few. So don't be surprised if the answer that you get is vague you know you quickly find out how many salespeople in your organization have invested in themselves and you'll discover that that one in 20 holds pretty true sales is the only profession i know of where the overwhelming majority of practitioners are content with their personal status quo why is that well i you know i i i have a number of uh, speculative ideas some Salespeople mistakenly think that their jobs are so unique that they can't possibly learn from anyone else. Boy, and I I hear this pretty regularly. What do you know about selling whatever is the thing that they're selling? And my response is, I don't know much about selling that, but I know an awful lot, far more than you, about selling anything. (laughs) And so... um, you know, sales is, uh, in the world of business-to-business sales, it's 95% similar and 5% different. And the salespeople who say, well, nobody knows how to sell my thing, I c- therefore I cannot learn from anyone else, that, that dooms them to a lifetime of mediocrity. That's too bad. 
So that's one reason. You know, still others others think they know it all. They have, therefore, no interest in taking time from some seemingly valuable thing they're doing to, a, to attend a seminar or read a book. They're destined to be obsolete in a world that's changing faster than at any time in the past. You know, the world is full of people, salespeople, who've never really thought deeply about their jobs, never really studied the science of sales. So where there are people who have thought deeply, studied the science, and practiced the art of helping other salespeople improve for years and years, those people uh, have something of value to share, whether it's me or someone, or you know the other people like me. They have something of value to share that can improve your life, improve your income, provide more effectively for your families. You ought to open your mind to it. Some, and I think I, honestly, I think this is a, a big part. You know why? Why don't they invest in themselves? Some just don't care. You know, the focus, is the, the, honestly, they don't want to get better. They just want to hang on to their jobs. I think the major reason that the overwhelming majority of salespeople just don't invest in themselves is that they don't see themselves as professionals. And, and therefore, they do not have professional expectations for themselves. You know, it could have been that they worked their way up, you know, from a customer service desk. Or typically, this is, this is probably true, the overwhelming majority of salespeople, they landed in sales by chance. I mean, they didn't start out their career by wanting to be a salesperson. And uh, it just sort of happened to them in the job that they were in and the company they were with. And, and they view their work as a job, not necessarily as a profession. So if they have a, a job mentality not a professional mentality, then they're content to let their companies arrange for their training and development, if at all. And if, if, if the company doesn't, that's okay with them because to be shown how to do something better implies that they're not doing it perfectly at the moment. And many, many salespeople are very insecure in that uh, they don't want to acknowledge that maybe they could improve in some way. They'd rather stay underneath the radar screen and not bring any attention to themselves. And so a, a lot of people are just content in the job and they don't ever make that switch from a job to a profession or a career. They actually, between you and me, they would prefer that their companies really don't do anything that would require them to actually change what they do. So, how about you? Are you are you one of those people who have not invested $25 of your own money on your own improvement in the last 12 months? Well, if so, you know, you can fix it. You can fix it. You just need to decide. It You know, it really is that simple. If you rarely, if ever, actually invest in your own growth, then you can fix that. You can decide to view your job as a profession. You can decide to be a professional. That means, of course, that you invest in your own growth. And, and once you make that decision, that decision to invest in yourself, 
then it's easy to come up with resources uh, to do that. You know, decide to go to at least one seminar a year. I mean, that's a minimum thing. Go to one seminar a year and, uh, you know, watch your, your, your email box and you'll, and you'll see them. You know, just do a little Google search and there's more than you can possibly uh, attend. And, you know, there's a, there's a lifetime supply. Decide to read a book once a month. Visit the library. Man, there's all kinds of sales books. There's probably more books on sales than there is on almost any other profession. You know, just just go to Barnes and Noble or local bookstore or even a library, count up the number of sales books, go to some other profession, you know, psychiatry, social work, ministry, whatever, and count up the number of books for that, and you'll find there's more sales books. It's not that the material is not out there. That's not the issue. The issue is exposing yourself to it. So you decide. You decide. It's a decision you make to expose yourself to new ideas and good ideas and you will find an overwhelming number of resources it's I mean the world is awash with resources to help salespeople sell better once you decide to do it the doing it is easy what's the hard part is making the decision to do it well, that's number five, and you know these again. Just to bring this series to close, these are the five most common negative tendencies that I see. It, now, it may be that you and your colleagues are immune to these uh, hindrances to success. Good for you, but if you're not immune, and if you spot some of your own tendencies in this series of podcasts, then you know you're not reaching your potential. You have greater potential for success. You have tremendous potential for success, for you know, contentment, confidence, competent, competence, and all those things are being hindered by some of these negative behaviors. So uh, address them, rid yourself of them, and begin to reach your potential. Okay, that's it. Bye-bye.